You're listening to Living in His Love on The Answer Broadcasting with Rev. Trudy Daly and Mary Weaver. Now, let's prepare to hear this week's message. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to guide and direct this program. May all that is said and done be truthful and loving and reflect your word and your ways. Open the ears and hearts of those listening that they might be blessed by what is said. Help each listener to know and understand how much you love them and that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to save them and that you want to help them in every situation in their lives. Amen. So today we're speaking about change your words, change your life. We will start with Mark eleven twenty three. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Proverbs twenty one twenty three, Whosoever keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. In the tongue there is life and death, blessing and cursing. You may ask yourself the question, how have we wearied God or been harsh against him? That refers to our negative patterns that we seem to speak. I can't. I'm afraid. I'm too old. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'm too poor. You know what you often say in your own heart and what comes out of your mouth. I'm just one person. I'm a woman. All these things are negative in their saying because they imply that it's impossible for us to do. We do know that even Moses complained and did the same thing when God wanted to use him to deliver the people out of Egypt. He said he couldn't speak. But when God wants to use us, he will give us all that we need to do the job. In fact, we're born equipped to do whatever God has called us to do. Those gifts can manifest and come forth, and we need to be aware that we actually have them. Do you think that words don't have power? Actually, there's a story from a NASA scientist that your words have 50 times the wattage of a 50,000-watt radio station. That's power. Also, you may have heard of an experiment where uh, several plants were taken and negative words were spoken over one plant and positive words over another plant. And the one that had the positive words spoken bloomed and grew and the one with negative words shriveled up and died. Some people have done the same experiment with music. And so you can test your plants with your music to see whether they're blessing them or not. We want uh, to use words that are going to bless us and to probably say things like, also, I'm probably going to die at the same age of my mother or father, or cancer runs in my family, so I'll probably die of that, or I don't feel well, I must be getting sick. And often with health conditions, we say, my pain, my cancer, my heart condition. By these things, you are claiming that you own them. 
Do you also realize that the words that you speak affect your children and people around you? Scientists have shown that even while children are in the womb, that they can hear what's being said and that they have feelings. They can sense whether they're wanted even or not. Any negative things that mo a mother goes through, the baby will also experience. The baby can recognize the voices around it. Children that know the parents wanted a different sex child often have sexual identity issues and experience sadness even in the womb. Children are impacted by all of this, how traumatic their birth is, and are especially affected by unsuccessful attempts at abortion. We don't even begin to realize the impact of our words. We can nurture our children in their spirit with positive words and wound it with negative ones. If we lie to our children, they know it, and it creates confusion in them and sends the message that they, you cannot trust them. This can ultimately be translated by a child that you cannot trust adults or even God. As an adult, this message gets translated. You cannot trust women, men, depending on which parent lied. What a terrible thing for a child to have to experience. And on a daily basis, I know of children that are impacted by the fighting and the negative words that go on in their homes. How many times a day would you say you complain about something? Traffic, waiting online, your job, your children, your mate. How many times do your children witness these negative things or even witness you lying about things? And as we said before, that makes them question things. Joyce Meyer has a famous saying, complain and remain. As long as you complain about something, that situation will remain in your life. Why do you think the children of Israel remained 40 years in the wilderness? They wouldn't stop complaining. What you speak out of your mouth is actually you prophesying your own future. So what are you saying? Some of the negative things that we often hear is, I'll never find a good husband. I'll never get a good job. I'll never have any money. I'll always be lonely. I'll never lose this weight. I can't quit smoking, drinking, or eating. What you say is what you're going to get. So begin to speak what the Word of God says so you are in agreement with Him. And it can come to pass in your life. If our words are out of agreement with God's word, we are disagreeing with God, so we don't walk in blessing, triumph, or abundance. Speak these words and be blessed. Jesus is my Lord and has saved me. You possess salvation. Jesus has made me free. You possess absolute freedom. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. I possess the ability to love everyone. God will never leave me or forsake me. I possess the presence of God at every step. By Christ's stripes, I am healed. I possess healing. When you become sick or hurt, what should you do? Let's say you hurt your ankle. It gets swollen and black and blue. 
you can say, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. You can't say it isn't swollen or black and blue. That is not the truth. When we are ill, we focus on the symptoms and not the promise of God for healing. Remember the body responds to what you speak out loud, so begin to confess you are healing even before you can see it happen. happening. Do not limit God as on how he is to heal you. He may use medicine or an operation, or he may heal you miraculously. Each illness may be different. We need to pray for healing. Sometimes we get everyone else to pray for us and don't pray for ourselves. A good example is many times when I've been to people that have prayed for mass crowds, they'll tell you to put, lay your hand on the part of your body that's hurting and accept the healing and they'll pray pray with you for your own healing. They, they direct you to do that. I've done that many times and felt relief. I suggest to you that you also do that. Um, you, you can get two people who believe in healing to stand in agreement for your healing because God's word promises to honor that. Make sure that there is no unforgiveness in your life and no continuous sin because this will interfere with your prayers and your healing. Use your words. We can be miraculously healed, which has happened to me on occasion. And then also, sometimes they'll say, pack your bags and go to the hospital and you can get operated on. The problem is sometimes people try to box God in and they want him to do something in a very specific way. And they miss out on their healing because of that. What do you need healed? And how do you believe God is going to do that. Give him opportunities to do it his way. So in 2020, uh, at the same time COVID came out, I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. I immediately was diagnosed, uh, was told that I had a very aggressive form they scheduled my surgery, chemo, radiation, and I knew that your attitude, because I was formerly a registered nurse, that your attitude means everything. So I had also been taught by Trudy many years ago that your words mean everything um, and that you should always speak positively. She, she actually changed my life with that. So the day I had my surgery... I declared that I no longer had cancer, and even though I had to go through chemo and radiation still, I was healed. And I I would say that I was cured of cancer, it was gone, that I no longer had cancer, and if somebody asked me, that's how I responded. Nope, March 17th, my cancer was gone, they removed it all, and I, that was my response. And um, I just had my checkup, a week and a half ago, there's no signs of anything. Um, I am completely healed. And I honestly believe, even when the doctor read my mammogram, I don't even have any scar tissue. So I was completely healed. Um, the effect of your words to your body is uncalculable. 
So each one of you need to know that when you go into surgery, even before surgery, even before you begin treatment for something, you need to say, I'm going to be healed. I am going to be healed. I accept a healing when you're being prayed for. You need to understand that you're, when you're being prayed over, you're a participant. You have to allow yourself to be healed. You have to have a belief that you're going to be healed and accept that healing. So I, many times when I've prayed with people, I tell them you have to accept the healing because um, I don't think they understand that um, prayer works two ways, that God God has the ability to heal anyone beyond us, obviously. Um, so your prayers can be answered independent of any third party being in the room other than the Holy Spirit. But just know that sometimes when you pray and you're asked to accept the healing, that can also help because you can feel the power of the Holy Spirit run through your body. Actually, medicine has done some tests where they've taken uh, groups of people that have been operated on and they've asked people to pray for half of the group and then watched to see if the people healed any faster. And the truth is those that were prayed for did heal faster so that even the medical world recognizes that prayer has power and can affect the outcome of sickness. We are to use our words wisely. I know uh, my daughter-in-law has always said to her children when they get upset, use your words. Rather than getting angry and press things down, that it's better to speak it out and to rather than take it out on someone. Sometimes we need to use our words to confront someone. Not many people really want to do that, but often words are misunderstood. In other words, what the intent was of something that you said can be misunderstood. And it's better to clarify what was actually meant so that there doesn't become hurt and woundedness out of it. And we constantly tend to presume things and one of the issues now is that we text things. Yes. And so there's not a sense of being seeing the person's body language or even hearing a tone. And so I believe a lot gets misunderstood through texting. And it's interfered with our ability to communicate with other people, to be social animals. I'm always horrified when people tell me, oh, he broke up with me over my iPhone with a text that we have not become as polite a people as we used to be, I believe. We should be using our words to bless people and even ourselves. We should pronounce blessings and declare the positive promises that God's given us. That we, when we curse someone, that's not what we're called to do. We're to call to bless them instead because cursing them is only going to set in motion more negative things that are going to spread. So rather than, even though we may want to do that, to ask God to give us the grace to say positive things and blessings. And 82% of our brain functioning is processing what we say to ourselves. All day long, we're constantly saying things, and sometimes out loud, and something, it's our tapes in our head that go over and over. 
And often, I know I've made the mistake when I get upset of calling up one friend and going over the issue and then calling up another friend and then a third one. And I finally learned that doing that was only fueling the negative and not helping me to process what was actually taking place. I've also learned to give myself three days or 72 hours to think some things through as to how I might want to respond to something negative that was said or done to me. And I found that at the end of 72 hours, I often changed what I would say or do, that I came to a place of better understanding of what may have triggered the behavior or the words. And so I recommend to you, when you're in a situation where somebody is saying or doing something negative to you, if you can, wait 72 hours and process it and then go back and deal with it. Pray, pray, and pray more. If you don't ask God for help, he won't send it. He's one that honors our will and what we want. But God does send his angels to minister to you in response to your prayer. Without prayer, you are helpless to cancel anything negative or to change anything. Choose wisely your words because life and death is in the tongue and you want to be someone who creates life, not death. Dear listeners, thank you for sharing this time together with us. We ask God to bless you, heal you, and to provide, protect, and prosper you. May God allow you to experience more and more of his love for you. We pray that this week's message has touched you in a powerful way. To connect with us online, visit us at theanswerbroadcasting.com.